James chapter 3, we are at the 13th verse. We should just knock a hole in this wall and come right in on the other side. Everybody just run in there. <laughs> Who is wise? That ain't what it says. Let's go back. <laughs> Who is a wise man? A woman. And endued with knowledge among you. Let him show out of the good conversation of his works with meekness and wisdom. But if you have bitter, envying, and strife in your heart, glory not, and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descends not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. For where envy and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, and without hypocrisy, and the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, you cannot afford to be a hater. You cannot afford to be a hater. James has really challenged our faith. That's why we don't like James. How many could be honest and say, James just got on your nerves? Okay, y'all are lying, a bunch of lies. All right, let's deal with lying today. He's challenged our faith and our Christianity. We don't like to be challenged. And it's been all about how we handle what life throws our way. 
When we've been handling temptations and trials and how we should love one another, no matter the status of an individual, how we should talk to one another, being able to control our tongues and our mouths and what comes out of it. How many of us have been found in what we've been studying so far? Now, we really, now we're about to really hit, this is where the rubber meets the road, because now we're going to see if we're really wise or not. This is going to be sort of an interactive sermon. You can talk back to me. I might ask you a couple of questions. I might even ask your opinion on something. I don't know. We're just going to let the Lord have his way. How many of you hate stupid people? I know hate is a strong word. If you got to deal with them every day, you can start hating them. How many of you don't like stupid people? When I say stupid people, I'm not talking about people that didn't graduate. Cause, um, but I'm talking about, I'm, I'm not talking about that type of stupid. I'm talking about the type of stupid that they tell you about something, you give them advice, they do it anyway, and then they do that same thing again. <laughs> Anybody ever deal with people like that? Anybody ever been that person <laughs> that did the thing again? The word of God says in Proverbs 9:10 that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That's the beginning, right? So the first thing we got to do is fear the Lord. A lot of people I'm going to use some harsh language this morning because that's what we understand. A lot of people are stupid because they don't fear God. There's no other way to explain that you would do the same thing over and over again, knowing what it's going to cause and what it's going to bring if you didn't fear Because some of us think we're indestructible. Like, like Superman and Superwoman. Superman and Superwoman go to church. Let me explain. Superwoman and Superman are the ones that say, it can't happen to me. Has it been good so far? See, wisdom is being able to apply information with understanding. Right. We know that wisdom, that knowledge. You can't just have knowledge because we got Google, but you can have a bunch of knowledge if you don't understand it. And even if you understand it, if you don't know when to apply it, it's not wisdom. That's why I was talking about how we need to control our mouth. So if you let anything fly out your mouth, it's showing you're not wise. Because a wise person knows how to be quiet. And check everything out. Before they open their mouth. That's wisdom. I always look for the person making the most noise in the room. 
always watch the quietest one. Now, we all encountered haters in our lives. And if we're honest, some of us have been haters ourselves. It's, it's never a wise thing to hate on another person because, especially when you claim to hold up the banner of Christ, it's, it's not a good look. Because being a hater says you don't trust that what God has for you is for you. I'm going somewhere. Just don't know where until we get there. It, it's... <laughs> It says we're not satisfied or appreciative of what the Father has given us when I hate on you. It, it is the fact, it is in fact the test that reveals if you passed all other tests. Ooh. It is in fact the test to see how you handle all the tests. See, how well do you handle success of others? Reveals the condition in your heart. Now, this is what it all ties into wisdom. What does that have to do with being a hater, Pastor? We're going to find out in a minute. Because... I'm going to read a couple of scriptures to you. Listen, in 1 Timothy 3.15, he says, But in case I'm delayed, I write so that you'll know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God. The pillar is support of truth. He said, I want you to know how to conduct yourself. Because we got, we got problems with conduct in the house. 1 Peter 2.12 says, keep your behavior excellent among Gentiles so that in the thing which they slander you as evildoers, they may, because of your good deeds that they observe, glorify God. He says, you need to watch how you act around Gentiles. He said, you need it. And all, what I'm trying to get you to understand is that what we're about to get into in this text is talking about our behavior because it is, in fact, James is a test of our Christianity and how we conduct ourselves, right? So what he wants to know is, um, who is wise? Now, we're about to answer that question. Because wisdom will show up in your conduct. And we got a lot of believers behaving badly. Uh-oh. Help me, Lord Jesus. He says, who is a wise man and endowed with knowledge? In other words, he's saying, we're going to see who's wise and who has knowledge among you, among the brothers. We're going to see who's smart among the brothers. He's not talking to sinners. He's talking to believers, right? This is a letter to believers. So he says, I want to know who's wise among you because as soon as you ask that question, who's wise among you? We don't like to think we're wise. Come on, you ain't stupid, right? Or maybe you figured you was after the first five minutes of this service. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out. Who is wise among you? Can I see by hand? Who's wise? Let's see. I want to see all the wise people at next level. I'm not setting you up. Are you dumb? If you're not raising your hand, then you're saying you're stupid. So how many wise people 
All right, in this place. Okay, all right, there we go. Yeah, I'm a good side. I'm trying to clear the way. So, <laughs> I got you scared to raise your hand. Like, I ain't stupid. I ain't raising my hand. Well, you ain't wise if you don't. So, put your hand up. He says, okay, since you raised your hand, <laughs> let him show out of his good conversation. And he's not talking about, in the Greek, this word conversation here has nothing to do with talking. He's already dealt with our speech and what comes out of our mouth and what we need to watch and how we need to talk to one another and how we need to be loving. So he's not dealing with that conversation because you can't show with your words. You can't show with your words. So the word conversation here has to do with conduct. When you talk about a conversation, he's talking about how do you live? Let him show out of his good living. His works. Right? Am I teaching? But he says, not only do I need to see your living with your works, I need your works to be done out of meekness. Meekness of wisdom. So, oh, this is going to be real good. This is going to be real good. He's saying, all right, I don't want your good works to be evil spoken of. So I need you to do your works with meekness. I need you to show me that you're wise because how you live is done in wisdom. And wisdom is measured by meekness. Meekness is not weakness. Meekness is liberty under control. So... If I'm going to show God that I'm wise, I want God to change my behavior so that my living can be pleasing in his sight. Which means I have to change the way I think because the Bible says that as a man thinketh, so is he. Which means that whatever affects my mind and my thought process is going to affect my heart, which is going to affect my living. So if I let God renew my mind on a situation, then it will in fact change my behavior. A lot of people try to change their behavior, but they haven't changed their mind. And I have to do that with meekness. What does that mean, Pastor? It means that even though I got the right to do it, doesn't mean it's wise. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, need, I think I need to smoke right now. I need to switch it right now. Get this. I'm going to preach this smoke. So, wait a minute. I done dropped it. Oh, this is switch. Uh, anybody here got a light? I want to know first of all why you got a lighter, but anyway. Uh. 
Why my why my son looking at me like why he got that black like that? But anyway, check it out. So listen, why y'all looking at me? See the see. Let me help you. Why y'all looking at me with this? Let me let me break it down to you. This, this is weed. I'm gonna, I, I didn't cut it open to put nothing in it yet. But I'm a pastor, and y'all looking at me like I'm sideways. But this is legal. And I have liberty to do it. I got liberty to do it. I ain't preaching yet. I'm trying to smoke. Listen. You look at me like why he got that. He shouldn't do that. He's a pastor. Because if Nikki or Richard was smoking this. We just say, you know what? Yeah, he, he's a Christian, but he 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 maybe maybe he ain't delivered from smoking yet. Maybe he don't want me delivered from smoking. And by the way, it's it's legal, so what's the problem with it anyway? No questions yet. I'm about to get to you. So, um, why you got light? But anyway, I'm trying to figure out what what I'm trying to figure out is even though I can do this as a Christian, my meekness says I won't. Because it offends you. And it's not a good look for you. Paul said it like this in the scripture. He, he said, he, he got invited. He said, listen, I'll become like all so that I might win some. He said, listen, when he went to the, the Jews and witnessed to the Jews, he didn't eat. He didn't eat pork. He didn't eat the things that they didn't eat, even though he had the liberty to do it. And it wasn't sin for him to do it. But because it would be disrespectful, his conduct was done out of meekness. Are you catching what I'm trying to tell you? Just because it's legal and it's okay and I may not go to hell, I'm not going to go to hell if I smoke that. And it, but it would be better if I smoked it in my house and y'all never knew I smoked it. But then I'd be hiding it. And why hide it if I'm free? Y'all, y'all ain't messing with. I ain't messing with y'all. See, yeah, dealing with y'all make me want to drink. I can't deal with y'all. Come on, man. Why you you hurting over there? Do we need to put oil on you? Because I can drink with no problem. Anybody want some? Anybody want none of this? It's legal. But y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. Because I'm a Christian. But some of y'all. It's Poland spring water from Deacon Derrick. Don't worry about it. I ain't going to bring that. I know better than to bring some liquor up in here. Some of y'all might lose your everlasting mind. But anyway, I'm just trying to make a point. If, if it's, it's meekness that says I won't do that, it's power under control. I'm not going to go to hell if I drink that. Some of y'all might because I might kill you after I get too much in me. But anyway... I'm just trying to say, 
with meekness. Let your conduct. He's saying, he's saying, even though I can do this, it's not wise to. It's not wise to. So when you look at a man of God, you immediately say, if you see me doing something that it's okay for you to do. But because I'm a man of God, but you're a woman of God. And you're a man of God. And what you do has the ability to ruin your testimony. So it is in meekness that we don't do stuff. Because it shows that I'm wise. Somebody said that was good. It's so quiet in here. But then he says this. But if you have envy and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie against the truth. This wisdom descends not from above. It's earthly, sensual, devilish, and where envy and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. James uses very strong language here, and he's he's telling us first about earthly wisdom. He tells us what it is. He says it's it's bitter. If you are bitter, you people. The word bitter means uh, people of their feelings or behavior. They're angry, hurt, or resentful because of one's bad experience or sense of unjust treatment. This is why he dealt with offenses, and this is why he, you know, God has us right where he wants us all the time. You cannot say that this ministry is not in the handprint of God. Because he's dealing with us right where we are every time we're right there. Ain't that amazing? Because we've been preaching this all month. If I would have just pulled this out, you say, well, Pastor, you just dealing with this because you know this. But this is where God has us. So learn none. And here's the problem. People get offended by God correcting them. But you ask God to show his hand in your life. And he comes at the right time, at the right moment. And because you're offended by it, you don't grow. But if you want to grow, you won't get offended by it. So you got to be careful because he says, listen, if you got bitter envy, there's two words. Envy is the feeling of disconsent or resentful against somebody else's good luck or their favor. Right? And then strife is to be angry or bitter and have disagreement over fundamental issues. I'm going somewhere. So what he's saying is, it, this is this is earthly, sensual, and devilish. He's saying this didn't come from God, number one. So you got to know if it didn't come from God, it don't belong to you. He said it's earthly. He said it's sensual. He says it's not dealing with your spirit. It's dealing with your emotions. He said it's coming from your emotions. And he says it's devilish. He says this has nothing to do with angelic forces. This is demonic forces at work in your life. So what the devil likes to do, I'm going to teach it, that what the devil likes to do is he likes to create a situation so that you can get upset, so that the devil can mess with your emotions, so that bitterness can take root. Yeah. 
And then you begin to envy everybody else that's growing around you because you're not growing. I'm going to take it off. Y'all going to make me come at you. So he said, you got to watch this because you can get bitter. And bitterness is dangerous because you start looking at other people not through the eyes of God. You start treating people, you start hating because they doing this and why they get to do that. Why am I over here? And then you get bitter and you can't even praise God because you're mad about somebody else that's blessed around you because they ain't paying no attention to you. Don't you hate when you're in a room with somebody you know you don't like and they get their praise on and they act like you ain't even there? Now you even matter. Who lost in that situation? That's why I'm not going to let anybody that come in here affect how I worship God or what you do to me to allow you to stop my praise to God. I can't get bitter because y'all better help me. Now I'm preaching. Because that's that, that that that's envy. That's like me being mad. That's why, you know, pastors who always got to get, I'm about to mess somebody bubble up. I don't care. This is for those who are watching on TV because we like truth. That's why a lot of pastors like to keep their people in oppression. Like, you know, you give me all your money, you broke. I'm driving nice and you walking on the bus. Because if you happen to be more blessed physically, right, right, that's what he's talking about over fundamental issues. If you look like you're more blessed than me, then I could be envious. Or I could start doing shady stuff and start treating you in a way that's special because I want you to. They just say, oh, you can't, you can't treat them. That there's means, there's business means. I'm bringing y'all behind the wall. Church business means. Talking about people, members who ain't doing right, causing havoc, causing ruckus all up in the church. But, yo, they pay tithes. We can't do nothing with them, Pastor. They, <laughs> yo, let's see who's actually paying the light billing. So what, they having a beef with them. The other person don't pay tithes. They can go. Y'all not going to help me. We got even feel because it ain't but five of y'all that really pay tithes. Wow. <laughs> you can clear the whole church. Ten <laughs> percent of them I'm married to, so I ain't got to worry about. I can't kick her out. <laughs> I just gotta help y'all. Anyway. That stuff, that, that's, this is why you look at Joseph's brothers. That's what happened to them. They, they began to hate on the favor of Joseph's brothers. They, that's what made them kill, want to kill Joseph, kill their own brother, put him in a pit because they were envious. They had bitter envy and strife. That's the same thing that happened between Benina and Rachel. Remember, right? That there was that same hate. And all through the Bible, you see stories of people who just allowed bitter envy and it began strife. Even Abraham and 
said a lot when they said, you know, there was strife amongst the herdsmen because they had a little bit too much going on and they had to separate. When there's bitter envy and strife, there's confusion in every work. And the devil's job is to split. He is to divide. He's to get you to be awake so if he can create that because they, the devil knows he can't kill sheep that are around sheep. So he wants, he's, that's why the Bible talks about don't neglect the assembling of yourselves together because that's the first sign that the enemy gets you. You drift away. You, you know how they used to preach it in the church. You go to the back row and then you out the door and then you at the club and then you got to find yourself all the way back to the house of God. So you got to stay connected so that the enemy doesn't plant a seed. And then you got all the other sheep telling that sheep, yo, you need to chill out. You about to mess up. Come on, sheep. Get right back in. He says that that that's that's not wisdom. Somebody says it's not wise to be a hater. You you had haters in your life that hated on you. They didn't do nothing but make you do better. Some of your haters got you blessed. If it wasn't for the fact that you didn't know, you know, you had eight people said you was never going to make it. You wasn't, you just pushed on. Oh, I'm gonna, you, you wasn't even thinking about Jesus. You were just tired of them talking. You were just tired of the meetings that the haters was having. And you went on ahead and God said, listen. He said, listen, you got to watch out for that. He said, but you want to know what godly wisdom is? The wisdom that's from above is pure. In, in other words, it's coming from the right place. Wisdom is when I think about what I'm about to do and how it's going to affect others. Wait a minute, slow down. That's when it's pure. Because a lot of people, they make right choices, but they don't make them from the right motive. They don't come from a pure place. So they act wise in front of you, but behind you. So he said it's pure and it's peaceable. What does that mean? You know what it means. It means it's peaceable. What's the opposite of peace? Strife, confusion, separation. When the Bible talks about how Jesus made, uh, have, made us have peace with God, see, when Jesus died on the cross and he died for us and we accept him, we all immediately have peace with God. Because he broke down the middle wall of partition that was separating us. The wall was confusion the wall was blocking peace but Jesus died and he broke it down so that we could have peace with God we all have peace with God but we do not all experience the peace of God peace of God comes from the way we live our lives right because you know when you're walking in the will of God you're more apt to be like you know <laughs> God here in my prayer. I'm walking right in the will of God. Doesn't mean we're perfect, but it just means, yeah, I'm right in that vein. So I got peace of God. 
I have a calmness about myself. I don't try to fight my own battles. I have the peace of God. What Peter had them three seconds, them three milliseconds that he walked on the water was the peace of God. Because you can't walk on water without peace of God. When he told him to come, it was peace with God. When he sunk, he took his mind and looked at the confusion and lost the peace of God. Whenever you're going through something, that what you have to do is learn how to keep your eye on God and what he says so that you can have the peace of God. Peace of God brings you into a surgery without worrying about if you're coming out or not. Peace of God. And that's what we want to be able to experience. Because that'll knock out all the confusion that goes on in the church. If we just have peace of God. Because he tells me if it's peaceable and this wisdom is peaceable, it's making peace. It's not about separation. Then he says it's gentle. It's gentle. You don't talk to everybody the same way. You don't just say it's gentle. It's going after something. What they say, you get, you get, you get more with sugar than you do with bitter. Right? If I come at you sweet, you're gonna respond better. How are you gonna be mad at somebody that says, you know what? I love you. You are awesome. I just, I love all, you, you know what? You, you, you are such a blessing to the ministry. You are, I, I thank God for you. How are you going to hate on somebody that does that to you? Because within all of us, we have that little piece that wants to be puffed. Right? Married man, you want to hear, you know, you're a wonderful husband. You're doing great. You know, that just makes you be better like y'all. If you hear all the time, you ain't nothing. You ain't nothing to do nothing right. It said it's better that he, he won't sleep on the roof. You know it's a problem if I go sleep on the roof. I'm afraid of heights. But a woman nagging can make you jump up there. I saw my neighbor last week. Let me share this real story. On top of his roof, spraying and cleaning solar panels. He just retired. That man find anything to do. He want to die. I said, you done retired to fall off a roof. I ain't getting up there to clean no solar panels. Ain't that part of the contract? <laughs> then it rained the next day. I know he was pissed. But anyway. It's gentle. You, you want gentleness. When you, when you have wisdom, wisdom is gentle. It's not brash. It's not always boisterous and loud. And uh, Oh, you know, that's not wise. It's gentle. And it's easy to be entreated. Here's the, here's the wisdom test in the house. Here's how you can tell 
about to lose all y'all. If when you get ready to go talk to somebody, the first thing that comes to your mind is, Jesus, do I really want to talk to them? Because you know it's not going to be an easy conversation. So you already got yourself guarded up. You already ready for anything that come. But you going in anyway. <laughs> like I'm going in, Jesus. It's me and you. You in control of the outcome. Because at that point, you don't care what happened. Then it's not easy to be entreated. That's not the wisdom that's from above. We should be able to talk to one another. We should be able to come to one another. Good, bad, or indifferent. And we shouldn't have to worry about, well, that's just the way I am. You got to take it or leave it. There you go. That's why I didn't want to come to you in the first place. That right there. It's full of mercy and good fruits. Wisdom is mercy. What is mercy? Give people what you would want God to give you. Give, give people what you would want God to give you. Because that's where the fruit comes from. That's what Jesus does, right? And then I'm about to close this. He says it's without partiality. You can't choose who you going to be nice to. <laughs> I knew this was going to be hard. I'm so glad you played them church tambourine banging songs before this. Because, like, I could use my wisdom with people I like. But if I got to deal with you and I don't like you, you're going to get a mix of earthly and godly wisdom. Because I'm still operating in my sensual perception and my emotions. And it's hard to be gentle and peaceable with somebody you don't like. Somebody that did you wrong. Somebody, somebody that owe you money. <laughs> okay. So it's, it's hard to be, hmm, to come in love. But that's what you want God to do to you. God is no respecter person. Notice how James is dealing with everything he just dealt with in them tests. So let's see if you pass all these tests and if you're really wise. Because wisdom will apply everything that was taught from verse 1 of chapter 1. 
And you have to learn to put that in your life. And then he says, not only is it without partiality, not only not only is this wisdom that's got to be gentle and meek and kind. It's not with the person that you just like, but it's with everybody because God created everybody in his image. But you can't do, you, if you're going to be my vessel and you're going to let my Holy Spirit rule in your vessel and you're going to let it be no longer I that live, but the Christ that live in me because you can't do it in your flesh. You need God to go ahead and be in you so that you can show the love of God to people who don't act like God all the time. Yeah. You can't be partial to it. Now, I, I need it to be done. Okay, I, I got all that God. I good. I'm good. I'm peaceful. I'm good. I'm gentle. I can be kind. I'm cool. I like everybody. Oh, well, you got it all? Okay, do it without hypocrisy. Yeah. Stop being a hypocrite. Stop being good to church people, but nasty to the ones. Stop looking saved on Sunday. Stop being a hypocrite. The word hypocrite in the Greek, the definition for hypocrite. I, I believe Jeremiah knows where I'm going with this because he's an actor. Uh-huh. But the word hip hypocrite means to act. It is the word used for actors because you put on a fake face and act like somebody else and then become the real them. That's a hypocrite. God not going to help me. He said, if you're wise, you won't be a hypocrite. And then he says, as I close, he says, the fruit of righteousness is sown and peace of them that make peace. He said, if you, if you want peace, you got to sow it. Yeah, yeah. That's going to show me your wise. Well, it seems like, it seems like James got schizophrenic at the last of his writing. It's like, this has nothing to do with the thought above, but it does. And pastor, I love everything you said. And yeah, I'm a little angry at James right now because he dealt with me. But what does that have to be and do with me being a hater? Or I can't afford to be a hater because it's not wise. Because if you are a hater, then you're not operating in peace because you hating on me. And whenever you hate on a child of God, whatever your product is to hate with is going to be the thing that comes to you. Because as a man soweth, so shall he. So if I want to be wise and I'm showing that I'm godly wise, godly wisdom looks in omniscient. He looks into eternal. He looks into not just right now. He looks into what's going to be. He doesn't just look so I'll treat you wise because I won't treat you like dirt. I won't argue with you. I won't be hypocritical with you because I'm wise enough to know that where you are right now is not where you're going to be all the time. And it's wise for me to treat you with the love of God because you better be careful how you treat people while you're up and they're down because sooner or later God will flip the script and you'll be going down and have to pass them same people that are coming up somebody say don't be a hater you remember Mordecai 
and Hammond how he was hating because oh and he built the gallows because he was a hater but them same gallows that he built he got hanged on them by himself somebody say I can't afford to be a hater I got to learn how to love and be wise enough to know I can't talk to you any old type of way because I can't afford to even sound like a hater when people just come at you any old type of way it's showing they don't understand the level of your anointing or the level of your favor so they could go ahead and put you in a pit but soon enough you gonna be in the palace they could go ahead and go ahead and wipe you out but God said no weapon formed against you shall prosper you ain't got to hate on nobody else's favor cause the same favor that they got is the same favor that you got you better help me up in here I can learn not to be hypocritical I don't have to pick and choose just cause you do me dirty just cause you talk at me wrong I can still with the love of Jesus go ahead and serve you I can still with the love of Jesus go ahead and help you out because I know that the God I serve is able so I'm not going to worry about what people are saying, what people are doing, how people are acting. When I know that the God who's on my side said, you better watch out, devil. You better watch out talking about me, devil. You got to know it's not a physical battle. It is a spiritual battle. It is trying to see how you're going to respond to a situation. Can you be meek enough? Can you be meek enough to like Jesus, to just go ahead? and let them put you on a cross let them put thorns on your head can you be like Jesus and don't say a word cause you know if I respond to you our angels from heaven will come down do you know how to shut your mouth and be wise do you know how to pray for people that spitefully use you and persecute you do you know how to go ahead and even though they owe you money still bless them cause you rich like that do you know I'm going to go ahead and say something real crazy. You need to give God praise right now for your haters. You ain't a hater, but you had a whole lot of them. Matter of fact, if you ain't doing nothing, you ain't got no struggle. You ain't got no hater. If they ain't talking about you, it's because you ain't doing nothing. Why they always got your name up in your mouth? It's because I'm a child of God and the blessing and the favor of God is all over your life. That's why they don't like you at work. Because when you come, they can't understand the favor you got. That's why they don't like you in school. Because they don't understand the favor you got. They don't hate... But I'm going to still make peace. Because I'm wise enough not to get caught up in conversations. Let me help you, because the people that talk to you about people will talk about you to people. Now I'm going to go ahead and throw these away, because this is wise. I'm assuming don't nobody want none of this. Because y'all all delivered. And if you wasn't, then you know. 
you might be thinking about it different. Serious talk. We, we're done. I'm done because we need to be wise. This, here's wisdom. And I'm a, I, you know, if as a pastor, if I don't say stuff, then I, it's, it's charged to me. So I gotta, I gotta say it. Y'all, y'all are seeing all this stuff. Y'all, y'all got Facebook. Y'all got social media. You heard about this story about this girl that got killed by her friends in Mexico. Went on a trip with these friends and and beat her up and killed her and blame it on uh, she was a little drunk, a little alcohol poison. And we don't hear no story about that in the news, right? But you hear it all day long about them four kids. I'm just saying. I'm, well, I'm just that. You know, I'm just saying. You gotta be very careful. These were this girl's friends. But they were haters. And she didn't even know about it. Wisdom says, I don't have to go through what you went through. Right? I can look at what had happened to you and say, I don't want that. Because we're all human. We've all been made from the same dirt. There's no Superman or Superwoman. And you better understand this. There is a bigger target on your head because you serve God. So you be with your friends, nothing never happened to them, but it be you. It will be you. And then we got to start marching and we got to start a whole movement. Yo, you're grown enough. You could go wherever you want to go. Yeah, you want to see the world. But you need to be smart. So you need to do some, you know, how good, how really good. It's kind of strange. She had to know something was, you know, not too cool with these chicks. Whatever, whatever. Because you don't just get somebody to Mexico. They're in Mexico. It's cartel territory. Stay on the, stay somewhere. Where people can see you. But you will travel off. Oh, and mess around and be never to be found. We go over there, they see rich. They see ransom. And all you want is heat and a drink. Too many people dying, I'm telling you. Too many. Four college football, the jelly haters. The football player hating on them, killed all three of them. Hating. Bitterness. Help us to be wise. Because God, you said you would give us wisdom. A stand.
mothers understand, you know, and it's not that, you know, my children helped save my life. When Alana was born, she was my deliverance, part of that deliverance from off of cocaine. When they put me on that bus and shipped me out and I was, and Deborah was about having Alana and I was like, I'm not gonna do this again. I'm not gonna not be a father to my children. It, it helped change my decisions to make wiser choices. She, she did that for me. And to know that, she, she needs to know that she was a major part of my deliverance, of why I could sit here and preach. The enemy would love to wipe her out. He absolutely hates her. There's a whole nother piece of deliverance and a whole nother level. I've never understood the love of a father and a son. There's absolutely nothing I wouldn't do for him. And I think if men knew that, type of, that there would be no way that we would be murdering people in the streets to know that type of love. And mothers is a whole nother level. When you were pregnant, you could have been doing anything before you got pregnant. As soon as you got pregnant and you knew you had another life in you, you cut all stuff out. Everything changed. You're like, not, I'm not doing. Your whole life, whole life choice has changed, and that has to happen across the board. It's, it's that, it's that same thing that says wisdom. It's like, okay, my lifestyle needs to change because my life choices affect others. That's powerful. So you can't tell me what you can do. You find out you got diabetes, you're going to stop eating donuts. The doctor, your, your foot fall off, you ain't going to have another donut. You, you, you will immediately cut out everything. You eat kale all day long. You, you will change your whole diet. And we got that power because we will use we will use wisdom when we absolutely have to. But as long as I can keep playing with being stupid. Father, we need your wisdom. We need your choices in our life. Father, thank you for this word. Thank you for James. And God, we want the wisdom that comes from above. Teach us how to love one another, to treat one another, to hear one another, to approach one another, to encourage one another, to approve one another. So that we can be the people you've called us to be. And whatever's in our life that is not like you, whatever's in our life that we wouldn't do with you, 
so that our life can please you. We give you praise and glory for it all. In Jesus' name, amen. Grace and peace. Use wisdom. <laughs>